Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you. And today is Friday, March 5th. We have the best of the week from Jaguars Broadcasting, including a discussion of how many new Jaguars players will be on the final 53-man roster. A veteran quarterback with connections to the Jags' leadership that could be a perfect fit. And a preview of a conversation with ESPN College Game Day host Reese Davis, who provides his insight to Trevor Lawrence on and off the field the last three years at Clemson. If you haven't subscribed yet to the Jaguars' official podcast network, get it done. It's available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a comment and leave a five-star rating. Let's begin Monday with the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. Ashwin Sullivan, Brian Sexton, John Ozier, and I each asked a question of the others with 30 seconds to respond. This week, Hard Knocks and Urban Meyer as Coach of the Year. Ashlyn is up with the first question. And JP, should the Jaguars volunteer for Hard Knocks? They can volunteer and put themselves on the show. Should they do it? 30 seconds, go. Should they? Yes. Will they? No. I think <laughs> Urban Meyer, it's his vision around here, as we heard Stad Khan say right after they hired him, and I don't think that vision includes other people's looking into this organization while they're building the organization, at least the first year. Should they? Sure. It'd be great for business, be great for ticket sales, be great for merchandise. Will they? No, I don't think so. All right, John. No. Oh, gosh. God, no. Oh. No. It's all Having those cameras around, you know about old man get off my lawn. Oh, my no gosh. No way do I want hard knocks here. It's purely personal. And, by the way, that all generated from an NFL.com writer linking to a story from 2012. I get no feeling. And then he had a premonition that it was going to come here. They're not going to volunteer for it. I get no feeling it's going to happen. No. No. No, Brian. I'll answer quickly. Uh, No, I don't think they'll need to. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer by themselves will have the national media here and cameras here all the time. So they don't need to do this. But I will go back to Jaguar summer of 2004. um, And and having those cameras around, uh, it wasn't as intrusive as you thought. That production crew from NFL Films... Did an excellent job. They were on every plane. They were on the practice fields. They were around, but it wasn't so overpowering that it would be um, intrusive. It, it, I just didn't think it was. But I wouldn't do this because I'd want to. I'd want to quietly do it my way, and I don't think I need them. There you have it. All right. I guess the answer is no. I'll move on. JP, what do you got? All right, they might do it in 2022. They might be forced to at that point. By there the way, all right. Here's my question: uh, If the Jaguars win eight or more games this year, 500 or better, should Urban Meyer get consideration as Coach of the Year in the National Football League? John, yes, uh, it would be. Wouldn't be a record turnaround, but it would, it would be up there on the lists. Uh, he'd be dealing with a rookie quarterback. I don't care how good he is. So absolutely, if, if they went eight and eight, that's set, it's a seven game improvement. You'd be in the conversation. You'd be talked about all year. Uh, yeah, he should be considered for it. Uh, yes, a brand new and, team and at that point. John, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Yes, he should, and not just that, but personnel guy of the year too, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. this is his show here. Um, I know, and, and I'm being facetious, but the reality of it is, is if he gets to eight and eight, he's done a good job bringing the right players in here, and not just the quarterback, but getting this team and lifting it up. So I would say, yes, absolutely, he should be in the conversation. Bring us home, Ashlyn. I say yes as well, and I cringed a little when John said a seven-game improvement. I was like, ugh, that hurts. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. I mean, eight and eight, 
you take that any day with a, like John said, a rookie quarterback. And the first year and the biggest question was, can Urban do it in the NFL? That would absolutely prove, yes, he can do it. The Jaguars Reporters Podcast runs Monday afternoon on the Jaguars official podcast network. On to Tuesday's Jags Drive Time and a discussion called Beyond Number One, looking at, yes, the other 10 draft selections beyond the number one overall pick. And this week, a question about trading some of those picks. All about draft, 11 draft picks. And the question is, John, do you take one, two, three of those 11 draft picks and maybe trade them away? and get someone in free agency in the trades we've been talking about. So let's pull up the teams that right now are over the cap. And like Brian said, there are many, but these are the ones that need the most help, I guess you could say. So, John, let's look at the Saints. There are lots of playmakers. Could we foresee this happening? Yeah, I think it makes sense. I don't know if you do it. I don't know if you want to get down from 11 draft picks the Jaguars have to six. I can remember the... You know, the infamous 2011 draft round here where you had five players. I don't know if you want to get to that point, but I think the way the Jags approached the draft last year, which was having 12 guys, and then in addition, James Robinson gave you 13 draft picks, rookies, heavily contributing, another couple of rookie free agents. If you add 11 and a couple of free agents to that, all of a sudden you're 25 or 26, a couple of street guys, and, you know, 27, 28 first and second year players. Uh, do you need that many? You, you know, do you need some more experience? So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the gift that Dave Caldwell and uh, Doug Marone gave this franchise, obviously Trevor Lawrence, but also having the equity and the capital to move around this year and not feel like, hey, we need to uh, replenish the roster with youth. Well, they've got youth. They can add some more. But to give up a couple of... Uh, young roster spots for a really good player that you know don't trade for a 32 year old but if you're trading for a 26 year old 27 year old who's got three or four years left makes sense i just think we're gone from the era of when you would build in the past or rebuild however you want to phrase it i know dave when he was here it never liked the term rebuild Mm -hmm. um it used to be, you know, you, you took your lumps, right? You were, you know, four and twelve, or five and eleven, and then the next year you made some progress, and you're seven and nine, maybe eight and eight, cusp of the playoffs, and then the third year was the year that you were swinging for it. You're spending some money yep. in free agency, and you were going to get into the playoffs. I don't think you have to look at it like that. Now, it's absurd to say you're going to go from one and fifteen to the playoffs. But with the cap room they've got, and the draft picks they had last year, right, and the draft picks they have this year. I don't think it's absurd to say they can be 8-8. Eight and eight. The kid quarterback looks to be, if we say that he's as good a prospect as come out in a long time, is he as good as Ben Roethlisberger, who had a great run of success, albeit with a very talented team around him? I guess what I'm saying is Ben Roethlisberger took that team in 2004, and they went to the AFC Championship game. Not saying that that's going to happen. But if you are strategic with your use of your draft picks and your cap room this year, and that means trades included. I know people are thinking draft, free agency. Hold on, trades too. You can put yourself in a position where you can have a lot more success than most people will give you credit for having the ability to have mm-hmm. this year. I think they can get something done. Jags Drive Time airs Tuesdays at 10 a.m. on the Jaguars social channels and the Jaguars official podcast network. 
Now to Wednesday morning's Huddle Up podcast with NFL media analyst Bucky Brooks, John Osher, and yours truly. We discussed the possibility of Alex Smith heading to free agency. Well, the comeback player of the year in the NFL was indeed cut by the Washington football team Friday. Here's our conversation Wednesday about the connections Alex Smith has here in Jacksonville and what he could contribute to the Jaguars organization. So does he want to play or is he willing to be a backup? Is he going to compete? He has the connection with Urban. He's a great salty vet. Bucky, what do you think? Man, this is a perfect fit. This is exactly what the Jaguars needed to happen. Alex Smith is the perfect backup quarterback for this situation. Knows Urban Meyer, understands the culture that Urban wants to create in the locker room, has a relationship with Trent Baalke. They were together in San Francisco. So the GM knows that he can trust Alex to be prepared and ready. And then when you have what Alex has gone through, former number one, overall pick had a very rocky road early in his career before becoming a pro bowl caliber player he has mastered the art of winning when you look at his record the last five six seven years as a starter he gets it and so to have a guy like that who has also mentored the likes of Colin Kaepernick Patrick Mahomes what he did with the young guys with the Washington football team to have him as kind of like that 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 elder statesman in the quarterback room with Trevor and whoever else would be in that room I think it's a no-brainer. Now, we have to investigate and see if he wants to be a starter or if he still just wants to be around and involved in the game. But if he is willing to come in just that mentor role, I think this would be perfect. This would be a slam dunk for the Jacks. Yeah, and and that's the question that you can't answer. Only he can answer that. You know, it's been a topic, so I've discussed it a couple times. But like I said on another show, the thing you have to worry too, I don't think anybody is going to tell Alex Smith hey, we want you to come and be our franchise quarterback. It's not that that's going to happen, but there are certainly situations out there where logically, if you're him, you're 36, 37, if you think you've got a couple more years in you, there are other teams that it's a better possibility that that team might pull their quarterback in event of there not being an injury than the Jaguars. It, it's going to take a lot for whoever they pick. It's going to be Trevor, but for whoever they pick, it's going to take a lot for them to bench a number one overall quarterback at any point. But would he want a situation where there's another quarterback who's on a little bit shakier ground, a veteran who struggled before? There's probably four or five teams out there that it'd be more logical. Well, if this guy struggles, then this other guy's going to get a shot. So uh, I don't think he's going to be a franchise guy anywhere, but would he be tempted by some place with a dicier situation? Only he can answer that. I mean, I, I wonder at this stage of his career, because I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, I watched him come back, and I was gr- it, was, it was great to see him come back from that devastating injury to get back on the field. But I held my breath every time he was on the field, right? Like, I held my breath in terms of watching him as a starter and the fact that he couldn't finish um, the playoff run. I just wonder if he can envision himself playing, they're talking about maybe 16, 17 games, or if he just still loves the game and wants to be around it. And maybe he wants to give back. And because of his comments in GQ, when he talked about the relationship with the team and not feeling like he was wanted, well, you know, Urban is going to love him up because mm-hmm. Urban went and saw him in Washington while he was hurt in those things. And so we know Urban can recruit. If Urban can recruit him and just say, hey, here's a situation right off in the sunset, leave the game a better place, do these things, show these guys how to win and all those things, would that be appealing? And I wonder if it would be appealing to his his family, because I know his family had to sit there also watching the game through closed fingers, making sure that he was going to be okay. I think this would be 
a really good fit for him. I, I know Chicago is in play because of the Matt Nagy situation, but I mean, how much is Chicago I mean, really going to win? Like he can have an opportunity to be here two, three years and see Trevor and maybe step in at some spots if there was right. an injury or any situation like that where he had to step in and play. How much more can things line up for this franchise right now? If that would happen? I mean, to have the number one pick, to get Urban, to get everything that's sort of fallen right. Yeah. To also get the backup, which, as you said, mm-hmm. Meyer and Balky met through mm-hmm. Alex Smith. It almost seems like it's such a logical thing that it won't happen. But ah, uh, come it, on, Ed. like, 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 like here's here's what's happening. Like, we got to take all the losing, whatever happened the last decade. Like, we put all that out. Like, we left all that behind. We left all that in, in twenty twenty. Like, what? I showed up during the the one in fifteen. The one in fifteen. I feel like I gained like five years on my life. Like, oh, well, got a really old then. Get ready. Welcome to life, Buck. How about that? <laughs> so, but now it's lining up. The football guys are shining on us. Like, this is a perfect, it's a perfect time. Like, man, we can go from worst to first. This is what it's like. Ah, <laughs> naive little Bucky. When we return, more from the Huddle Up podcast with a question about how many new players will make the roster. Jeff Lagerman gives us a pending free agent tight end he wouldn't mind seeing in Teal. Plus, what Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence brings both on and off the field with ESPN College Game Day host Reese Davis. All that after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise and competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season. Place a deposit at Jaguars.com. Remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your pods. Leave a comment for us and give us five stars. One more piece from the Huddle Up Podcast Wednesday when we went to social media for a question about changes on the Jaguars roster. Let's get our final question in today. And again, thanks for all the submissions on Tuesday on social media. We appreciate it. This is from at Danton Thomas. What percentage of players do you think will be new to the Jaguars in 2021? And what position group will be surprised with the number of changes? Well, this is, this is pretty deep. I think there's on the final 53, mm-hmm. I'm going to say there are 30 new players next year. Cause I was 11 draft that. picks, mm-hmm. bunch of free agents coming in undrafted guys. They want their guys in there. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some starters back, certainly on offense and the O line, and some skill players. But other than that, like deeper down the roster, I think it's 30. That's my number. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's that's about where I was. I was at about 50%. I think I think your number is right because, I mean, let's be honest, like how many are we going to retain from the team and the way the team played? You have to flip it. You have to flip it particularly because you're changing scheme. I like that. I think the biggest position group to change, we're talking about it, the defensive tackle class, like the, the, the D-line, the interior tackles, and especially – because the D line is the D coordinator's baby. Yes. Oh, 
All those guys. All those guys, with the exception of the number ones, we'll see a new defensive line next season for sure because it starts right there. You, you, have to, you have to get the trenches right. That's right. And, again, if we're assuming that it's a 3-4, which, you know, nobody's saying yet, but let's assume it's a 3-4. Hamilton, I think Taven at the big end, I don't think you'll see him released. You know, I think – Unless he just comes out in end. camp and is not, not even close, right? That, that would be the only thing. Yeah, they well, liked him. At, at the end of the season last year, he played better at big end than he had played at tackle. So don't necessarily count him out of being a part of that. I'm not saying he's going to be the guy. But I agree with you on as far as numbers, 30, uh, I almost think that's the minimum of new you're going to see. Because mm-hmm. most teams have 16 or 17 new just right out of the box. And because most of your rookies make it, you get a couple of uh, undrafted guys make it. Most teams go nine or 10 just rookies. And then all of a sudden you're talking about four or five new guys. So at least 25, 30, I mean, it, it's going to be a lot. It's what happens. It's what it has happens, to be. Bucky. I mean, you want a 15, you have to flip it. You can't go, you can't run it back with the same Let's squad. Run it back with what a 15. <laughs> we, no, we have to we have to get everything about it and changing schemes, new coach, new culture, general manager is all different. I just can't imagine a lot of the, the, the same personnel coming back. I think they move on from it. They try and do it their own way. The Huddle Up podcast runs Wednesday mornings at eight o'clock on the Jaguars official podcast network. Moving along to Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday. Jeff Lagerman and I got into a discussion about the tight end position for the Jags and the swings and misses they've had in free agency in the recent past. Lagerman, this year, likes one pending free agent especially. You gotta go find your guy. And when I say find your guy, you need to find somebody that can threaten the the field, that has speed, that has quickness, that is gonna provide a comfort level for a young quarterback. I love John Smith of the Tennessee Titans, and I've made that known many times before, and I think if he will be uh, available, the Tennessee Titans are going to have some cap issues, and so he is expected to be on the market. Now, last year, he had a a somewhat of an injury-plagued year, had some knee issues, and was uh, active for about 14 games, but a lot of the games that he was active, he just wasn't very effective because of the injuries. But when he is on his game, Jonu Smith, I think, is – He's not at that top tier, but I think he's a, he's a notch below. And look, and if you can get a notch below that top tier of the guy who's in Kansas City and the guy that's in San Francisco, you'll take that any day of the week. And what I like about Jonu Smith, he is competitive as the day is long. He is a good, willing blocker. He's got quickness, and he's got the ability to do things after the catch. And that's what you want with the tight ends. Jaguars Happy Hour airing Thursday at 4 o'clock on 1010XL AM Radio in Jacksonville and the Jaguars social media channels. The podcast available right after the show on this podcast network. Finally, a preview of an interview that will run Monday on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. Reese Davis has been with ESPN since 1995, and this week signed an extension with the network. He's been the host of ESPN's College Game Day since 2016, and before that, he was the longtime studio host for ESPN's pregame, halftime, and postgame college football coverage. He has a unique perspective on Urban Meyer's legacy as a college coach, but also of the top college players. We discussed Urban Meyer's attendance at the Trevor Lawrence throwing session a few weeks back, and what kind of player and person Lawrence is and will be in the NFL. 
You've mentioned the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and, and it's really the only look we've had of Urban Meyer in the wild, if you will, since he's been <laughs> hired here, right? But it was front and center in Clemson the other week. He's 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, out in the middle of the field. All the other NFL personnel folks are on the sideline, out of the way. Thanks for coming. Enjoy the ESO Club. Enjoy your private jet flight home because <laughs> Urban, I think, was putting the message out. Uh, this is the guy. What kind yeah. of guy is Trevor? You've covered him for three years. He's a tremendous person, first of all. He's, he's grounded. He's humble. He's, you know, anybody can look at him. You know, you don't have to be Todd McShay to look at Trevor Lawrence and see that he's got it all when it, when it comes to being a quarterback. You know, he's, he's got the prototypical size. He's got the whippy arm. He's, uh, he's athletic. Um, you know, people are drawn to him. I think that he will, he he will be he will quietly establish his presence in the locker room. Trevor's not a loud guy, but he speaks loudly with his play, um, and I, I don't think there's a greater evidence of that than his first year at Clemson when he displaced Kelly Bryant, who is a really good player yes, and a really popular player on Clemson's team. And you know, Trevor was competitive yet respectful throughout the spring and the fall. And I was there in fall practice. Now, I, hey, look, Kelly, good player. But <laughs> you could see this guy was different. And so eventually the time came and he won the job. And um, I remember Christian Wilkins went to Trevor, took him out to breakfast to ease any concerns that he had about being the quarterback because he had proven himself to his teammates by the way he conducted himself. Everybody could see he could play. But the way he handled himself in the competition in the first few games of that season spoke volumes. So you're getting a, a, a young man of tremendous faith. You're getting a, a highly competitive, tougher than you realize because of his sort of stoic demeanor uh, guy who I would say that in terms of, of watching quarterbacks, I in my professional career, I don't go back to, to the – vintage Jeff George workout. Right. But in, in my professional career at ESPN, um, I would say that only the only guy that I've seen that I thought that I would say better than Trevor Lawrence coming out would be Andrew Luck. And it's only it's only by hair. I mean, you know, I, I just thought Andrew Luck was you know, one of the best college quarterbacks I'd ever seen. And um, and I think Trevor's certainly right in that category. He's you know if if he's not even with him, he's certainly nipping at the heels. And, you know, and certainly I would include Peyton in that too. But I I think the you know the edge that I would give uh, guys like Andrew, guys like uh, Trevor are you know they they run and move a little bit better. They have a little bit one more dimension than you know even a guy like Peyton or Drew Brees or somebody who I also uh, you know watched. Reese Davis and the game day crew will have coverage of the 2021 NFL Draft on ABC starting April 29th and check out the full interview with Davis coming up Monday for more including his thoughts on Urban Meyer's legacy in college football and a couple behind the scenes stories of Meyer back in his ESPN days. Coming up this week the closing of the franchise tag window and what will the Jaguar do if anything stay tuned 
Plus, we're inside two weeks from the start of the 2021 league year and the opening of free agency. Get the checkbook ready. The Jags could be active. Remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. And leave a comment for us and give us five stars. And have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.